Hello, everyone, and welcome back to part two of episode 19. This is episode 20, and it's the second part of my um, special interview with my son. So I'm so excited to have you all back. If you haven't listened to episode 19, part one, be sure that you go back. You don't want to miss the first part. Um, of this interview. And again, I just pray that this episode blesses you and inspires you and motivates you and helps you uh, move forward and grow in your relationships. Be blessed. Hello, and welcome to the Rebuilding Relationships podcast. My name is Carrie Vasquez, and I'm a relationship coach and strategist. But most importantly, I am a Jesus lover. I'm a wife, a mom to five children, and a grandmom. Each week, I'll be here with a guest or a message to help you love yourself deeper, fall in love again, and restore your relationships with God and others. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone. So today, I have a very, very special guest here with me. I have my son, DJ. Hi, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So DJ is, I'm sure you're like excited, but also a little nervous. But um, I just told him we're kind of literally just having some chit chat. And DJ wanted to share and or agreed to share, right? A little bit about his life or a lot about his life. (laughs) We're going to talk about what we've been going through um, over the past couple years. And we wanted to share this because we felt that it could help a lot of people um, that are struggling in relationships. We have been struggling for quite some time, right, with our relationships in our family with you, right? You with us, us with you. There's been a lot going on. Um, it's been going on for years. We've been trying to work through things. I am so grateful. Uh, first and first and foremost, I want to say I am grateful um, to God for his grace in our life and just that he's been carrying you through, protecting you, and carrying all of us through, and that we can even sit here and have this conversation, yes. right? Uh, because if it wasn't for God's grace um, and just his mercy, we would not be here, <laughs> right? Yes. So that's one. Um, and I also want to say thank you to you, DJ, because just being willing, because I want to say that I did not force you to do this. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds convincing. <laughs> so I didn't force him to do this. I simply asked if you would want to share, right? Because I've even been, um, I've shared some little things here and there with my friends and family and followers, but I also wanted to be respectful of you, DJ. Um, So when I thought about us doing this episode together, I wanted you to to be sure that you didn't feel forced in any way, that you didn't feel like you had to do this. You know that I would not be mad at you or anything, like not no consequences. So you wanted to do this. Yes, me. Why? Just feel like it's the least I could do. Everything that you've done for me and 
Just maybe it could help some people. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. So we went to North Carolina, and unfortunately, the life followed you, or you found it the same lifestyle in North Carolina. Yes, 10 times deeper. 10 times deeper. So North Carolina was hard because um, I've shared in previous episodes, Carlos was looking for work in North Carolina, um, but we moved on ahead, right? And part of that move, I wouldn't say it's 100%, part of the move was because we felt like if we stayed in New Jersey, we'd lose you. So we moved to North Carolina kind of in a point of desperation, right? And so it was just me, you, and your sisters in North Carolina for a a while, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, the whole entire year, but then your other sister joined us and so on and so forth. But during that year, you were hospitalized four times. Yes. Tell us about any part that you want to tell us about hospitalizations, how it started, your diagnosis, like what happened. I just think that me leaving here just kind of generated a whole new problem and a whole new whole new me kind of. I was just looking, I don't want to be here. Like, I don't even know why I'm here. Should have just, while I had the chance, I should have just never came back. I should have. Yeah, I shouldn't have listened. I shouldn't have came back. I shouldn't have turned myself back. And I was just thinking, like, why am I even giving this a chance, like, mm-hmm. type of thing. So I just struggled mm-hmm. a lot with suicidal thoughts and mm-hmm. ideas and things like that. So it kind of just mm-hmm. followed me around, like, another weight on my shoulders with all the other ones. Mm -hmm. So, and I just want to add to this because I want to talk about, I want to mention how you moved to North Carolina um, and you started off on the football team. So you have been a very talented athletic kid all your life. Um, You did soccer for like seven, eight years, right? From Mm -hmm. the time you were like three, four years old. Yeah, you were on travel soccer. And um, so you played soccer for a long time. You did karate for years. You were accepted into the Philadelphia Boys Choir, which I didn't even know you could sing, right? (laughs) So you were in the Philadelphia Boys Choir, did karate, did soccer, decided you wanted to do football, started football, and you really learned the game, got started doing really well in the game. Uh, you broke your thumb, so you probably in your best season of all, right, when you were getting into that season. Yes. Um, and so sports and these activities, I believe, really helped you stay out of more trouble. Would you agree? I I just think that if I didn't have sports, I really wouldn't be here right now. Mm, yeah, because we would try to make sure that we kept you busy. But so when you broke that finger, that kind of was really a tough time because you couldn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that took you out a season. And then that also just started to, again, con- continue to kind of contribute to your 
core behavior, not just that, I'm just saying just in general, your behavior continued to get worse, which then took you out another season and we ended up then moving to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So when we got to North Carolina, you kind of got a a second chance, right? And you always wanted to play quarterback and they were giving you the position. Yes. Right off the bat, not knowing you, new kid from New Jersey just coming in. Yes. How did you feel about that? Felt amazing. Yeah. And I just kind of excelled. So why do you think you messed that up with... Why do you think you messed it up or why do you think you were struggled with maintaining good behavior and that got messed up? I'm just like... I was given the chance to come back here and kind of being trusted and as soon as I got back I was kind of just like this is where I'm from like this is so everything uh, I did oh okay yeah yeah so okay so so let's just give some clarity so came back for a weekend just to visit so we were in North Carolina we came back to New Jersey actually we came back to New Jersey because of the legal issues that we had to address those you were being basically released and like let go of charges that you had and we came back to New Jersey and your sister had surgery right so we were kind of trying to deal with a few different things and you got into more legal trouble yes you ended up going to juvenile detention and house arrest and then it messed up your season for North Carolina yes Yes, it did. Why? Do you know why? I just, as soon as I stepped back in the state, I was just like, this is... This is what I do. Yeah, like, this is This is me. what I know. Yeah, this is, this is me. This is, like, my second family. These are the people I was living for at one point these mm-hmm. are the people that I was always around that I never wanted to leave like mm-hmm. I lived with these people at one point like, I yeah. just, and now looking I'm back. back and looking back now would you do it the same thing again and that and whatever your honest answer is like it's you know that's fine um would you do it all over again what so meaning was it worth it or would you not do it over again and do make a different decision. No, I would not make a different decision. You would do the same thing again. Yes, I would hope I would do the same thing again. Why? I just think it changed my life. I think that So you think getting in trouble changed your life? Yes. I think that okay. that stopped something a hundred times worse from happening. Okay. Yes. Do you think that and again, another honest, you can answer honestly, because I know that you have struggled with believing in God and who he is because of your tough times or your challenges. Yes. Do you think that looking back now, you can see where God has had his hand? hundred percent, yes. And has saved you in spite of all the, you hate consequences. We talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. But those consequences that you've had or the discipline, you know, taking phones away or going to juvie, being on house arrest, me calling and reporting you for different things and just being like, I'm not hiding things, you know. 
do you see where God has used all those things for your good? Yes. Yes. I wish everyone could see your face kind of like <laughs> yes. uh, you just don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. He really was watching over me at that time, and I think that, well, I know exactly why all that happened and happened for an amazing reason. Why? Well, I don't think you know this, mm-hmm. but the day after me and I'm not going to disclose yeah. the name, yeah. went to the juvenile detention center. Mm-hmm. The person that I was staying with got their car shot up mm-hmm. on the passenger seaside. Mm-hmm. And I was staying with him, living with him. Mm. So it was pretty much a 99.9% chance that that's exactly where I'd have been sitting. Mm -hmm. And so I can tell you, so throughout all this time, right, and you know this, I have been, and of course, well, and I'll share another part of this, but I have been praying for you, right, over and over, every day, multiple times a day, Fasting and praying, fasting and praying, because it has been all that I could do, right? Because I've done everything else I can do. We've been through therapy upon therapy, out out of the home, in home, intense, outpatient, inpatient. Like we've been through all of the therapies, all of the programs. And um, the only thing we have not done is a residential or like a long-term facility, which we have thought about, right? And which you have not been happy about, right? And um, so we've done all those things. So in the end, when there has been nothing, and not even just in the end, but throughout all of that, and when I have had points that I'm like, there's nothing else I can do, Um, All I've done is prayed and fasted. And not just me, but many people. I have, uh, there's been a lot of prayer partners that I've had and prayer warriors that have been praying over your life, right? And you know this, right? Yeah. Um, And there are days that it would be so intense, like this need and desire and, Um, I don't even want to say a fear. I feel like it's been more of a moving that God's like, we need, I need to be in prayer for you. So I know that God has had his hand on your life. And I know that these situations, it wasn't, that wasn't the only time. There were other times that we can identify where God put you in a position of a place that maybe you didn't want to be. You didn't want to be in juvie. You hated it. It was bad. No, I didn't, but. It saved your life. It could have cost me my life. And then, so fast forward, we talked about uh, North Carolina a little bit. Um, So I say that to say that you went to North Carolina. You've been talented, athletic. You went there. You had the opportunity to play quarterback. Messed that up, right, with choices. Um, But you see how God used that to kind of save your life, even just being in North Carolina, even though, you know, bad choices and decisions continued. I mean, I would much rather been off that football team for the rest of my life than lose my life that weekend. Yeah. And so so we get back to North Carolina. We kind of deal with all those issues. 
And in North Carolina, as I said, you end up getting hospitalized for, you know, suicidal ideations and just you were, you were on the run again and mm-hmm. um, tell us, and I say this to say, um, you know, mental illness is something that is seen as such a negative thing or, yeah. you know, this, this stigma and just this crazy thing or people don't want to talk about it or they feel embarrassed or ashamed. How do you feel about it? I don't feel embarrassed. I don't okay. feel ashamed. I don't feel any type of way. I just... So you don't... You do you ever get afraid that people will call you names or say, well, you're crazy or, you know, you've... I mean, I know that it's going to happen. I know that mm-hmm. people are going to think how they think, but I just don't really care. Okay. Just... I am who I am. Mm-hmm. So what's your, what is your diagnosis? I am diagnosed with ADHD mm-hmm. and bipolar disorder. Okay. And so this is, this is when it started in North, well, in North Carolina was when you got your diagnosis because of the kind of like that racing manic behavior on the go, 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 go. Right. Yes. Um, and so in North Carolina, there were we I did a few involuntary commitments which you were furious over each and every time. You were so yes. angry with me. Yes. Yeah. Why? I just felt like why would you just want me to be in a locked facility and mm-hmm. not be able to leave or be out in the real world and mm-hmm. it be your choice and that it was I just felt like, why? Kind mm-hmm. of. Did you feel like I I was betraying you or abandoning you and not loving you? Yeah, I just felt like you were, like, this is going to keep on happening until I'm gone for a while. And then mm-hmm. I just felt like it was, she doesn't care. She doesn't want me to be at home. She doesn't want me to be out in the real world. She doesn't want anything good for me. She kind of just wants me away. Mm-hmm. And during this time, you were in a really bad place, like with just, just tell us, tell us where you were. And I was all around North Carolina. I was in different parts of North Carolina doing things I should not have been doing and just already in a really dark place and giving myself pretty much putting in my hand, like, the option of do I want to die or do I want to stay alive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and we had one situation where, um, again, you were kind of gone for some time, and we finally were able to find you and have you put in the hospital um, because you, at this point, you weren't taking your medication, things like that. Um, and we had a night that undercover police officers while you were we had just had you hospitalized I had you hospitalized came to our house because of an incident that had happened like the night before when you were out right yes what happened to the friends that you were with every single one of them were in jail okay they all got locked up now fortunately you well fortunately and unfortunately right you had taken some stuff that caused you to fall asleep while your friends were out doing criminal activity. 
Yes. Okay. And could have cost me everything. Probably wouldn't even be here right now. Yeah. If a lot of jail time. Yes. And while it wasn't good that you ended up taking a substance, right, that made you fall asleep, what did these friends try to get you in trouble? Did they try to put it on you, kind of like you were doing this, or...? They didn't really try to put it on me, but it was kind of like I was there, so it was like... You were a part of it. Yeah, like I was there, so I was... And they also thought that you were three years older than your actual age. Four. Four years old. five, actually, yes. They thought I was... So this is why we had the undercover police at the door. So this was a situation that was very traumatic for your sisters because they were home alone, right? And they had... So... Uh, while And I was in the hospital with you, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of times, and even just throughout this whole entire time, that you have required a lot of my attention, let's say. And then it's caused a lot of resentment and anger and sadness with your sisters and other family members. Yes. What do you think about that? Just... Wish it didn't have to go to that extent to make me realize anything, but I'm just... Do you think that's fair? No, no. not at all. Okay. I think it shouldn't have even happened, been able to happen. Shouldn't mm-hmm. have put myself or anyone in the position that it could have happened. Mm-hmm. So... So you being in the hospital that day was probably, um, well, I think that that day it even saved you from a lot of things, right? And while each hospitalization was hard and it wasn't pleasant in any way, shape, or form, do you think, do you still have regrets or kind of anger about going to the hospital? Or do you think that, do you look back now and say you needed it or it was good for you? Yeah, I think it was. You think it was good? Yeah, I think some of them. Like, some of the hospitalizations were really good for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where are you today, DJ? What's going on? Well, I can say that I am in one of the best stages in my life that I have been in a while. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not perfect, but I'm in a... Getting back to being... In a better place. Yes. Being a good man. And you're you're in a program now um, that's helping you, um, which you're not happy about. No. So tell us about that. If you're you're wanting to better yourself and wanting to be in a better place and do better, why are you still looking at things like programs or things that are trying to help you? Why do you still see them, like, in a negative light and, you know, still have that, like— kind of like that I just kind of feel like I've dealt with this enough like why does this just kind of keep on coming my way but you've dealt with it enough but you like but the but you and your behavior has improved a lot right but we still have things that we're working through right like the leaving without permission you have outbursts here and there Mm -hmm. get really angry at times Mm -hmm. um so we're still working on that. So mm-hmm. if, if we're still working on those things, why do you still feel like you sometimes want to reject 
or not want the help that you're being given? Um, I just, at times, feel like I just don't really need it, even though mm-hmm. I know I kind of do, but mm-hmm. just don't. Yeah. Want you think you, you still, it's still a part of like wanting that freedom life? Yes. <laughs> Which is understandable. You're still young, you still have a lot of maturing to do. Um, but I just want to commend you and thank you um, because even though um, obviously I wish that you or any of us didn't have to go through all the pains and the struggles that we've been through, I believe that our story is going to help someone. Yes. And I believe I think it will. Yeah, and I think that um, just us sharing and being open and transparent and, you know, not even so much about putting our business out there, but, you know, that I'm very big on, like, how can we help others, right? And I thank God that I think you have that heart, too, because you are caring and you're very like um you want to take care of people in spite of your behaviors i've seen your heart Mm -hmm. and in spite of your behaviors um i believe that you do love hard and i believe that you do love your family um and this is just a struggle and a challenge that you've had because if i didn't believe that i don't think you'd be here right and you know that yes right Mm -hmm. Um, But I continue to have faith that God is going to do a mighty work in you and in your life. And so, again, I just commend you for the work that you have been doing. And I know that in spite of the fact that you a lot of times don't want to do certain things or don't want to do the therapy or the work or the programs or talk, you've been honest for the most part with Mm -hmm. everyone and... um, you're trying. Yes. And I love that about you. And I was saying that in spite of the fact that I wish we didn't have to go through any of this and, you know, um, I'm just going to believe that God is using it to help and bless people out there and families out there. And you have made me a much stronger woman. Much stronger woman. (sighs) Yes. A year ago, I would not be able to have this conversation without bawling my eyeballs out, right? And uh, I remember one time when we were having a conversation, and you said to me, all right, go ahead, start crying, right? Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And what did I say to you? I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry, right? Mm -hmm. Do you remember what else I said? Mm -hmm. Oh, I've cried all the tears. I'm going to cry, right? I am all cried out. There's actually a really old song that says I'm all cried out. I forget what the name of it is, but anyway. (laughs) But, and I will say that ever since then, not that I don't cry, but I've been much tougher. You've made me a tough chick. Yes. Tough mama. I love you, DJ. Love you more. Uh, I didn't hear you. I love you more. You sure? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I love you more. <laughs> I love you very much, and thank you so much for doing this with me. It means a lot to me, and I know it's going to bless a lot of people. Yes, I hope it does. And the bigger reason that I wanted to share, and I want to know your why, um, I have two more questions for you, but the big reason that I wanted to share is because I want the world to see 
the victory episode that we're going to share of the amazing things that you're going to be doing in your life because I'm believing that you are going to be doing amazing things and you're going to be helping um, many people in their life. Yes. Yes, you believe that? Yes, I you do. You do? Why did you want to do this podcast episode? I just don't think that me or my past or my life should really be hidden anymore or like just put into a closed book and Mm -hmm. left alone. I just feel like it needs to be shared somehow. Okay. Get some things out. That's awesome. How, what are you going to do or what ha, are your goals for rebuilding your relationships now with your family and your sisters? Just to try to respect the woman in my life as much as I can. Or how, how will you respect them? Just by being there for them more and trying to help them more and be their brother again. <laughs> Do you think, do you see how one of the biggest things you probably have to do is just give them space and let them see you changing and growing? No, but. (laughs) 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 Why not? Because I don't like giving people space. (laughs) But you want space. Sometimes, but. Well, I would encourage you, and you know that's been my encouragement to you, is to give them space and to just let them see the change in your life and let them see that you are going to work on doing things differently, right? Yes. But, go ahead, you were going to say something else? No, I should say yes. Okay, so you don't think giving them space is the answer. No. <laughs> so you just want to keep bugging them, teasing them, flipping around Not them. fully, just a little bit. Okay, so you still have to be the brother. Yeah. Okay. Just got to keep my little brother there. Annoyances. There. Yeah, got to. Pain in the. He make sure they remember my personality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we love you, TJ. And I want you to know that. Like, in spite of whatever... I love you. Your sisters love you. Carlos loves you. We love you. Love you all back. Okay. I'll give you a hug and a kiss after the episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, honey. I love you. I love you more. I love you more. I love you infinity plus 101 and billion and 10,000th power. You more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you have all just heard uh, this wonderful episode with me and my son, DJ, um, and just us being really open and transparent and sharing the challenges and the struggles that we've been through over the past couple years. Um, And while we shared a lot, this is truly all highlights of what the challenges have been. Um, and some days have been really hard and there have been days that I felt like my son was dying a slow death each and every day. Uh, so let's just say it's been, um, quite a few years of us working through a lot of stuff. Um, but as I said, I am so grateful that God has carried 
all of us. He has carried me. He's carried uh, my son and just our family as a whole. Um, And in spite of all the pain and the hurt that has occurred, um, we just continue to love. We continue to work through things and figure out how to do it differently if one thing isn't working or another. So I just want to encourage you all to keep pushing. Don't give up. Keep praying. Uh, Keep hoping. um, Because the day will come. Breakthrough will come. uh, And throughout the process, you will be stronger um, and hopefully one day be able to help someone else. So as always, I hope that you are just blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Rebuilding Relationships podcast. I hope that I have served you on the highest level. And if I have, please be sure to share this episode and give me a great rating on iTunes so that I can continue to serve you and others. Now head on over to my website and grab your free copy of the first chapter of my book called Recreate Your Love. It's coming out soon. My website is www.passion4visions.com. And while you're there, go ahead and check out more of my services. My heart is always to serve you with much love. Have an amazing week and be sure to head back next week for our next episode. Please understand that anything shared on my show, the Rebuilding Relationships podcast, is intended to give you tips, tools, and strategies to help you transform your relationships and your life. While I am a certified coach, I am not a licensed therapist or a doctor, so please be sure to seek professional medical advice when you feel necessary. Take care.